Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Sully's Open Conversation, the show that aims to have an unfamiliar conversation in a familiar environment. We are back after a little break over summer, long overdue, um, and I am joined here with Catherine. Welcome Hello. Catherine. Hello, thank you for having me. You're very welcome, thank you for coming on. Uh, so I've taken the drive up to St Albans to meet Catherine, who we met on Instagram, yep. didn't we? Yeah, on Instagram, you come across my post. Post, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an incredible, incredible um, caption and I loved it and I shared it. It's because I was following, I follow like hashtags on yeah. Instagram, so depression awareness, mental health awareness, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I came across Catherine's post, reshared it and then we were connected and she said she'd like to come and do the do the show. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to be on a podcast, so. <laughs> it's part of the bucket list. Yeah, it was, so. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to introduce yourself a little bit. Hi everyone, my name's Catherine. Um, I'm 28, I'm a mum, and I have borderline personality disorder, which is kind of a big part of my everyday life. Um, I love to be creative. Um, I love YouTube, and yeah, that's me. Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Um, and the way that we like to start each show is if you could name one positive experience that you've heard, seen or done recently. Okay, so this might seem strange to some people, but um, for the first time in a very long time, my daughter told me that she missed me. Aww. Um, she, we have a bit of a difficult relationship. Um, I'm a single mum and I struggle with my mental health on a daily basis, so you know, as a six-year-old, she's going to... Push the boundaries. Yeah, she's gonna do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's a social butterfly. She loves being out. And I think, for me, I struggle to not have that connection fully that I want with her. So, so yeah, she, um, she'd been away for a couple of days and she... I picked her up and normally she never wants to come home. So that's, <laughs> that's difficult for me because, you know, she's my baby. Um, yeah, and she said to me, I really missed you, Mum. Aww. And I just, and for me, that was like, that I felt a lot of joy and happiness that I've, like genuine joy and happiness that I've not really felt for a long time. So that That's was, so that kept me going. That was, that was big for me, yeah. That's very sweet, very yeah. sweet. That's lovely. Um, and so the most important question, I suppose, is how have you been doing mentally recently? don't want to sugarcoat things. Um, don't, please don't. <laughs> you know, I'd love to sit and say, great, yeah, it's, you know, I've been working on myself and I've been doing well, but to be honest, not, um, not great. I think recently come out of a relationship, um, like I say, I have BPD, which is a struggle. I've not kind of got to grips with what works for me in terms of therapy um, and treatment. So I'm still kind of battling that. Um, I've only known I've had it for the last year, um, wow. and that might seem like you know a, a long time in the grand scheme of things, but it's it's not. So yeah. it's you know trying to manage um, what works for me and how well I can cope with it. Yeah, it's been difficult. Um, I've felt suicidal, um, which my post that that was what my post was about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been difficult, but. We keep going. Um, <laughs> keep persevering. Can. Yeah, that's what we can do. Um, and just, yeah, just try my best every day. But, yeah. So for those that don't know, BPD is Borderline Personality Disorder. Yeah. Yep. So could you kind of explain 
yeah. for some people if they had never come across it before what, what so that um, it's it's basically a condition that <clears throat> um, affects the way that you you think you feel when you interact with other people um, you tend to have um, really difficult intense unstable relationships with people um, friendships or romantic partners um, you're emotionally unstable, um, you don't know how to process your thoughts and how you feel when you can get uh, suicidal thoughts and quite low thoughts mm. on, a, on a daily basis really um, and it's yeah it's, it's really difficult it's kind of quite difficult to diagnose there's there's not you know it's a, it's a grey area it's the lines are blurred with it really um, and other personality disorders but it's it is treatable, it's just really, it's a difficult one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite an interesting one actually is, so last year, it was around this time last year that I was in hospital and once I left, they'd obviously, I'd had a diagnosis and had medication and things like that. And then really a, a massive shout out to GPIM, so it's like General Practitioner Intermediary Mental Health Services, oh, okay, yeah. which have been amazing. Like. The time that I was with them, they were ringing me like every three, four weeks yeah. saying like, how's the medication? What yeah. do you need? Like any questions, that sort of stuff. And one of the times that they rang me, they actually said like, so how have you dealt with your EUPD diagnosis? Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It had been almost a year and I hadn't been told that really? I had, e yeah. So EUPD is basically yes, BPD, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they like to, yeah. Mine was, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's just, um, BPD is more of an American term. Right, right, right. Um, I just use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, well, it's easier, it's isn't easier, it? It's easier, yeah. It's... So, like, when I heard it, I was kind of like, what are you, what even is it? What, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. I was very kind of confused. And I didn't know whether that was to do with kind of, so when I was in the depths of my depression, it was like, it was onsetting OCD and things like yeah. that. So I had a feeling that that could have been a factor I don't know it, it, it's a strange one certainly speaking to you yeah. it's kind of yeah and everyone you know everyone kind of puts you in the box of it yeah and it's like everyone that has it is so so different yeah yeah from, yeah, yeah. from each person you know I speak to people and I think oh they'd get it but their symptoms you know are different, different. or they have different different things um I can't regulate my emotions very well at all um but I've, I've come across so many people that are in recovery with it and mm -hmm. I just think that's amazing like you just think there's not really a light at the end of the tunnel with it yeah um, yeah yeah but it's something you've got to work on all the time I was very lucky um, to be diagnosed when I was because I just pushed for it and I was like no I know I've got this I'm very much a googler I google everything <laughs> wrong with me. and I was like there's something wrong with me like I know there is um this isn't just depression now like there's I, something else I feel going a bit on. chaotic really um so I just kept Googling stuff and, and it come up and I thought years and years ago that I may have a, a personality disorder, but I think there's about seven there's of them. Loads, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you feel like you've got traits of, of each one. And I thought, no, I need to, you know, I need to figure out what this is so I can have the treatment. And some people mm. don't like to be diagnosed, some people do. For me, I needed to know what was wrong so I knew how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I said, no, you know, I know I've got this. And they said, oh, you know, we don't really like to diagnose because there's, I don't know, this doctor didn't really want to talk to me about it. Um, you and it I can go kind of a, one or two ways really, can't it? Because a diagnosis can either make you feel better yes. in the sense that like, yeah. oh, now I know what's going on. Let's move forward and see what I can do yeah. to kind of help it. Or you could be like, shit, yeah. I've got this. 
oh my god what do i do yeah how is this going to plan out am i going to get better kind of thing yeah yeah and that's why they don't really like you know they tread on eggshells around around the idea of it but um yeah i'm i was really grateful to you know push for it and and they said okay yeah we'll you know we'll put you through to the mental health team i talked to a psychiatrist and i had a phone conversation he said she said yeah and she basically sent me a letter and said Hi, you've got it. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Hi <laughs> Excuse <it>. me. <laughs> yeah, so you've passed the test. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, yeah. So after the diagnosis, what happened then? So were you um, therapy? Was it? Um, so because of the symptoms I was displaying, I was quite aware because I'd already Googled it and I already knew what was kind of going mm-hmm. on. I didn't know how to manage it, but I knew I was aware of what I had and why I had it and stuff. So. You know, medication wasn't really an option for me, which I was quite upset about. They didn't, you know, they didn't put me through that or psychotherapy, which they'd normally give. They put me on a life um, skills course, which is basically DBT, uh, which is dialectical. I think that's behavioural right. therapy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is great. Is that it, a, is that a talking therapy as well? It's um, it's more of coping. So right. when you're in like you know distressed um, skills. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Mindfulness skills. Yeah. It's more of skills to kind of help you when you're in a, um, if you're having an episode mm-hmm. or you're just, to, you know, to, to get you out of an episode, it's managing the, the bit before you get to that. It's yeah. the difficult part. Um, and it does work really well. I've got a lot of books and stuff on it. Um, and I actually read the book before I went onto the course. So I knew what it was because I, as soon as I knew I had it, I looked at treatment online and I thought, right, I'm going to get a book. I'm going to, I'm going to do this because that's a positive point, way of reacting. Yeah, to at it. this point, <clears throat> I've been, I've suffered since I was 16, wow. so for 12 years, it um, gets a little bit tiring does, not yeah, having yeah. the support fully from the doctors. Just kind of have some medication. There you go. And I thought, I'm doing it on my own now. Mm. And no one else is going to help me. So <laughs> There's a tough thing, isn't it? Because certainly where we are with our services at the moment. There's just like not enough of it. it yeah. Funding is increasingly getting cut. And you're kind of thinking, this is our health service. If someone had broken their arm, they'd get the help they need. Yeah. If someone needed kind of treatment for cancer and things like that, they'd get the help they need. Yeah. So why is, it, why is it so difficult for us? I think it's so like, I don't want to use popular because that's probably an awful word to describe it, but it, it is popular. And I think, I actually think it ends up being, um, a lot of youngsters as well it's I, I, I personally think the doctors and the healthcare system look at it like oh another one another one yeah. it's like is it really I mean I remember kind of being younger and there was the fine line between it being attention seeking to be mentally unwell and actually the truth and I think where is where it is so popular now it's like how bad is it for you mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's interesting because obviously certainly when we were that age as well, because mental health wasn't really being spoken about or where, I remember when I was kind of like 14, 15 and really going through it and kind of suicidal thoughts and self-harming and stuff. Yeah. I saw a counsellor at school and she said depression. I was like, what is that? Mm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'd yeah. never heard of anything like that before in my life. Yeah, yeah I, um, I remember like my first thought of wanting to self-harm and, and not wanting to be here anymore and I thought, what's that like where where's that come from why's my head just gone there and then i don't think it become a habit but it just become oh that's how i feel and Mm. that's how i i just continue to feel i also i i mean when i when i had it i actually remember thinking like does everyone have this yeah is everyone thinking this way yeah 
it was very strange. I was kind of like, oh, well, because no one spoke about it, yeah. I assumed everyone did, did kind of have yeah. those thoughts, but dealt with it anyway. So that's yeah. what I tried to do. Yeah. But lo and behold, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was very open, I think, from a young, well, not a young age, probably 19. Um, right. I was quite open about self-harming and how I felt. And I think I went into a state of like, oh, crap, like, what if I actually act on this and what if I do this and, you know, suicide, not um, self-harming. And I, and I panicked and thought, I'm going to have to tell someone. And I've just kept that with me. Wow. I'm like, I have to tell someone because I will You're more scared of yourself. Some, yes, literally. Wow. And I, and I still, I still am. I'm like, and yeah. I think over time, the years go on, for me, it becomes more real, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, before, it's like an idea, but as, as, you, as you have them thoughts, you know, over time, it's... More regularly it's, and over time. Yeah, it becomes more real. Um, and I reach out a lot when I kind of have them thoughts. Good. It could just Good. be anyone. I'm like, hi, I'm feeling this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do a lot about it, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and, and because I've told you, I now feel better. You might not. You, yeah, might, not yeah, know, you, you might not know what to do, but, you but know. But that's, that's kind of the perfect... I mean, it's not selfish because in that way, when you do just lock it up and keep it to yourself, yeah. that is going to make you deteriorate. Yeah. Whereas if you get it out, for one, you can then understand what you're talking about and realise that it's yeah. just stupid. Like, yeah. they're just thoughts. It's not real. It's yeah. not true. And it is just how we're conditioned. That's because we're yeah. having them, really. Yeah. Um, but to unleash it on someone, obviously, because it's not spoken about a lot, yeah. I'm sure they'll be yeah. startled. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, for your benefit and progression, yeah. that's... And I think where thing. it's spoken about a lot more now, it is, you know, even though it's uncomfortable for people to hear those things, yeah. it's becoming more normal, which mm -hmm. is, is awful, but it, it's, that's what it is. You don't, yeah, it, there's obviously a fine line between normalising the conversation and desensitising people to it. Yeah. Um, and so that, it, I think, is a problem. It's, yeah, 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 100%. Because the thing, the thing that I've found, certainly in mental health, and I've seen a few people say it as well, like kind of when you're struggling, everyone has a lot of empathy and sympathy and, and wants you to be better. And then when you start getting better, they're kind of like, oh, they're done now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. They've just had a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when actually this can span a lifetime. Yeah. Um, and it's all about managing and controlling and knowing what works for you. Like I've yeah. always said, mental health is so unique to the individual. Yeah. And like you were saying, someone with BPD might be totally different to, yeah. to how you are yeah. because it is totally down yeah. to the uniqueness of the individual and what they enjoy doing. Yeah. So something that you find mindful, someone might be like, I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coping techniques are completely different. I speak to other people and I'm like, what works for you? And I'm like, oh, that does not work, <laughs> that does not work for me. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It is, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough one really, isn't it? Because that means that you, even if you don't want to, or you don't like, you don't see the point in it. You have to try and discover things that will yeah. actually get you into a better place. Yeah. And, and when this, you are, for me, this actually feels like doing a degree at uni. I, I mean, I've never been to uni, so I don't know what that. <laughs> I can only imagine. It's, it's like an actual course. I'm yeah, learning yeah, about yeah. my disorder, yeah. and you know, one thing learning about it, right? Okay, and then try and save myself from it is. <laughs> it's it's, it's um, pretty weird. It's like I don't even know how you know. Sometimes I'm managing a job and other things. I just think it's so difficult, yeah. and I'm just trying to get a grasp on how to manage myself. It's. Um, I think it's pretty amazing that once you had that diagnosis, though, 
and the best first thing that you do is go and understand it go and yeah. educate yourself on it I go and really to get a party about it i thought oh my god <laughs> hallelujah i'm like i know what i've got thank you i mean you know some people probably think oh that's okay because i've just got that but you you need to you know really work you need to understand it in order to be able to manage it yeah and for the people around you did they do similar were they no really no I, yeah it's um it's it's difficult i don't i wouldn't say i've really got many people around me that understand me or it's or or open to understanding it um not that i know about i mean they may have but i've you know i don't it's it's not something that people openly say to me oh i understand you because of this or i understand that you're feeling this way it's just i kind of offload this is what i've got this is how i'm feeling and they kind of say okay um like I say, relationships are really difficult. Mm -hmm. um, I really do struggle in romantic relationships. Like, it's 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 really hard. It's, is it is it connection or is it like paranoia or is it what? what? It's fear of abandonment. Yeah, that is the main. I would say anyone I've Someone spoken leaving. to, we all very much have that in common. That is the biggest factor of of our disorder. I would say, right. and everything stems from that. Um, so, you know, someone can convince you they like you, they want to be with you, that doesn't, you know, until you've worked on yourself, that doesn't matter. They yeah, can shout yeah, it yeah. on the rooftops. And until you understand that, and, and I think a lot of it, you've got to do work on yourself and on your trauma or on your past. A lot of it is from your childhood or, yeah. you know, and you have to go back to there mm -hmm. to understand why you're like you are, you know, it it comes from somewhere. Definitely, it yeah, yeah. These things don't just yeah and crop up. It's yeah, and and the funny thing is, certainly if it's past childhood traumas, the likelihood of you blocking that out or for trying to forget about it or yeah. unconsciously or subconsciously not thinking about it, yeah, is what brings it kind of makes it more difficult to actually handle yeah. and control. Yeah, certainly when I started to go to therapy, basically like before before I'd had any kind of therapy I just thought like my self-harming and suicidal thoughts and depression and stuff from like 14 15 years old was just part of life part yeah. of growing up yeah. that's it that has nothing to do with how I'm feeling right now and then we revisited it went over it really started to process it kind yeah. of mentally and emotionally and I was like there's yeah. no wonder I've been feeling so shit and you know what you feel sorry for your, your inner child yeah you feel sorry for that person and then that's a whole no new world of emotions because you think Oh, you know, I couldn't save you. I couldn't do anything, mm. and that's really difficult yeah. to, to have to go back to that and pick apart, you know, your whole life basically. Um, but I think I always try and look at the positive of, of being the way I am. Um, you know, not not feel sorry for myself. I do at times. <laughs> you have to at me? times. <laughs> but a lot of it is, you know, we 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 can be really self-aware, which I think is so important in life. Mm -hmm. And we get the option to explore that. I mean, everyone's got the option to explore that, but it's something we kind of really do have to do. And other people may never kind of look at themselves like that and be self-aware and understand why, you know, and look inwards. Mm. And I and I love that I've had the opportunity to do that because I can only grow from that and, and be better. It's a blessing and a curse in a way, yeah. isn't it, really? Because the old saying, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So if you are actually unaware of what's going on in your surroundings and kind of your inner self, then it's a lot like you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So like when you are aware, self-aware and emotionally aware of both yourself and your surroundings, yeah. it's kind of like a bombardment in a way. Yeah. You're kind yeah. of like 
and it and it adds different different kind of perspectives and angles yeah to ways that you see situations and perceive things and you just want your mind to just be simple settle yeah yeah (laughs) please just let me look at the grass and just say (laughs) it's green look it's fine (laughs) and move on yeah Yeah. don't pick apart the grass it is wild it is wild um but yeah like i say it's kind of a blessing and a curse really isn't it yeah um yeah so interestingly obviously have having a mental illness and being a mum how how it's um it's i think i mean i i I can't i'm i am only in my own body i can only you know say what i feel but i think parenting alone most difficult thing having bpd is most difficult thing when you put them together it's it's um i can't actually explain how it feels Mm -hmm. it's really really difficult and you know being completely honest for the first you know she's nearly six for the first few years I resented it because um I one I didn't want to be here and I couldn't do anything about it so I resented the situation and I found it very difficult to form a good relationship with her um and then her dad left so it's um it's been a whirlwind but also we've become closer than ever ever recently and I think I can only feel blessed that I've been able to be vulnerable with her. Maybe a little bit too much more than I'd like <laughs> as my own child. But um, yeah, she's, she understands me when I'm having a, a, a hard time. Yeah. We call it washing machine head. Oh, I'm having a machine. She's like, mummy's got washing machine head. I'm like, yeah. And she'll give me a minute. And it's hard because I don't want, I don't want it to be like that with her, but it's you know I've got to make it work and and she's so loving and comforting and I think that's that's a positive you know she's really aware of her own emotions and I have to look at the positive there but it's it's really difficult Mm -hmm. really difficult Um, it's pretty amazing what you're doing to be totally honest I mean like I I couldn't even imagine myself having a child yeah. right now and when I do I, I, I like have you kind of ex- obviously she's quite she's quite young still but when she grows up are you going to expose her to how important it, it really is yeah it's going to be mind? I want it to be the main thing that I do in life I want her to be I don't want her to not end up like me she's going to have you know we all have childhood trauma mm-hmm. and she's going to even now I, I've overly been cautious of is this going to affect her on in later life what what if I say this and what happens if she's affected in that way and I know that's going to happen and all I can do is the best that I'm doing and all I can do is explain that to her and for her to be open from a young age that um things these things happen and that like we are only doing the best that we can yeah and it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to be open and honest and I think that will be a positive in her life, having Definitely. someone that is open and honest and vulnerable. And I just wanted to be happy. Yeah, Happiness yeah, yeah. Is, is the main thing in whatever way that comes for her. But yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely want to be... Proactive in yeah. keeping her aware yeah. and kind of understanding of what's... And I, like, that's exactly what, I've, what I think I will do if I do have kids, basically. Yeah. It's all about kind of keeping them you you want to shelter them a bit because yeah. you don't you don't want to just yeah. let them let them have the full force of like yeah. how raw it can be but yeah. having that awareness certainly from a younger age 
will allow them to be more empathetic to other people yeah and it allows them to be build relationships and be far more understanding yeah a lot of i think a lot of what we have at the moment especially in business is people want to make it for themselves yeah. whereas there are a lot of people out here right now that kind of want to help other people yeah and yeah. i think that's a- hello <laughs> oh. oh, <laughs> hello <laughs> oh. got a little dog interrupting us how lovely and another <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how lovely so sweet she um yeah, Isabella said to me the other day, um, we were laughing and, and I, I don't know what I said and she, she looked really shocked and she said, Mummy, you seem really happy. Oh. And I was like, and it's things like that. She's so innocent and so honest. Yeah. It's lovely to hear things like that because she brings me back to reality. That can brighten your day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 100%. reminds me of like, and I sat and I thought, yeah, actually, like I'm feeling a good sense of happiness right now, which is you know things. which you don't get a lot from other people like you don't no. get people to that's the kind of the the, yeah. the young the young age coming through that they have no filter they can just yeah. say it and it, it's lovely and that yeah that must be so nice god if i was lying in bed like not wanting to get yeah. up and oh that would just be that would just like change yeah. completely it's lovely that is it, so it is nice lovely. and it's those little moments that i'm like that you cherish. this is why i'm doing it this is why i'm here yeah 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 so oh bless so are, are you working at the moment yes um I'm, I do cleaning and I do dog grooming. Um, I've always worked. I can't, work for me isn't something that I struggle to go to if I'm having a hard time. It keeps me occupied. Nice. But um, yeah, so I work a week and I would love a bit more of a sociable job, but it's... It Are you working for, your, so for yourself? So you're kind of like self-employed, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, which, which is, is a lot nicer. Yeah, it is nicer, but also, um, you know, being a mum. Yeah. But sometimes when all the, you know, school holidays and everything else is happening and I feel like she's never at school, <laughs> I just feel like I'm, you know, not really working anymore. It's, there's always something. So, yeah, it's, um, I, do, I do find being at work definitely helps me. Right. Um, I've probably in the last six months noticed that as my mental health has kind of like deteriorated, I have had days off and, and that's when I know that I am slipping because mm-hmm. I think work's never affected me. Right. Um, yeah, I see, that's like a kind of a notifier that yeah, it, things are yeah, going down. Yeah, that's like, hell. oh, life is actually now getting like... I'm not, I'm not holding it together by a thread, like that's actually breaking now. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not working. Hold so, up, wait a minute. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like... You know, get on as normal. It's like work, being a mum. It's hard, but I just have to keep going with it. I don't know how I'm doing it, but it's we're just all doing it. <laughs> You're smashing we? it. You're smashing we're it. We're just all doing we're it. We're all doing it. We yeah. are all doing we it. We don't know how, but we are. It is, yeah. You get so it was an interesting conversation that I was having with my mum yesterday, actually, because I thought right. So I was when I was speaking to the GPIMS, I was pushing for maybe going for an ADHD yeah. diagnosis. But I mean, for adults, the waiting list is like two, three years yeah. now. But the more time has come on, we might try and see if we can get a diagnosis. Potentially could be bipolar because I have noticed, especially in the past couple of months, I'll go through periods of mania. So like, so bipolar basically called, used to be called manic depression. So yeah. you go through mania where it's like high energy levels, high intensity. You want to try and get everything done as quickly as possible. And then you'll go through a stage where you just yeah. slump. Yeah. And you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What, what, why am I feeling like this? Why do I have to feel like this? So we've kind of, 
and and my attention and rem remembering things is honestly like yeah. this is there's just no point in, in telling me to remember yeah. something for like an hour later because I will not remember it at yeah. all um so I think in terms of that I again it's about whether the diagnosis will help or make it worse yeah. because I'm currently being treated for depression and have medication and things like that but then that's also why I'm thinking why why then do I still have hit like fairly long periods of time where I'm like in a dip yeah, yeah. and it just is that it just is that thing with mental illness like my parents tell, know know about it like I can talk to them about it yeah. but I don't want to yeah. like, I don't I don't you don't benefit from it yeah yeah and and I think I'm I've kind of come away from the part of well if you talk about it you feel better no, I don't actually. I'm just telling you that I want to do something stupid because it's going to stop me from doing something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Talking to you, I think, probably makes me worse because you don't understand. And because you don't understand, I can see it on your face you don't understand. So I've told you and now I'm like, well, that was pointless. <laughs> and sometimes, I'll be honest, it is like that, you know? And I know we say we should talk about it and we should talk about it because that's, you know, it's, it needs to be You need to exposure shared. to yeah, it. And, you need exposure you know, to and, it. And, but it, it can be difficult. I think, I think, yeah, I was very open to start with. And I, I, like I say, I am open now. It's just what I say to people probably isn't the same kind of things that I would used to say. It's just, I'm feeling this way, I need help. I, I know now to speak to the right people. If you yeah, know, yeah, 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 you know who's receptive and who yeah. isn't. But um, going back to the ADHD, it's funny you say that. When I was um, diagnosed, I said to her, can I, because um, I thought I had ADHD, and she said to me, um, we were going through the tests and stuff, because she, she said, I can't, like, wouldn't be able to formally diagnose you, um, because she's personality disorders, but um, she said, we can go through some things, mm -hmm. so she said to me, a lot of people with borderline personality disorder will, will have traits and show up symptoms of ADHD, because right. apparently the part of your brain that is lacking, that someone with an, you know, average brain, um, ADHD brain and BPD brain are very similar. Are they similar? Are they? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you'll you'll you know she said it's just the BPD showing up basically. Really. And you'll you know I'm not saying you know well, that, you well, got that if but technically ever been to diagnose it then it could well be. But it could um, well be. because yeah I thought and I also it's crazy because I don't know if it's like subconsciously since being diagnosed with BPD. I forget things and I'm like, oh no, I had this and I had that and I can't, and I've, organisation skills are awful. Yeah. But before, I would have had a party organised eight months before, yeah, yeah. Presents, nine months before, <laughs> everything was sorted, everything was in place. Mm. I don't know if it was because I um, had, I was living with someone and it was just an easier not to have the load, but I no noticed massively I dipped with being a bit more chaotic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In terms of, you know, and also as well, I'm very much will spend two days hyperactive on something, mm -hmm. and I'm hyper focused, and I'm like yeah. doing, this, doing that. Two day, like you know, the next day in a slump, thinking exactly. Why can't I bother doing that yesterday? It's exactly. I've no interest in that, or I don't even know what that was about. But that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> that's a, yeah, and you yeah, just yeah. feel like it's pointless, don't you? <laughs> but we, we still do. We do it, and but I also, also, I also, 
really weirdly well it's good that we're self-aware and we know what stage we're in because i was actually driving up here in the car today thinking last week i felt like shit and now i'm in a car well excited yeah. <laughs> like i've been i've been really kind of like progressive and 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 really proactive in doing things yeah. how long is this going to last yeah literally <laughs> yeah, could be tomorrow yeah. i'm just again like it's weird because i had one day i think it was the last sunday or the sunday before where i actually thought I was walking along the beach and I thought, I don't want to be here. I actually don't want to be here. And it wasn't a feeling I've actually felt before. Um, normally when I have suicidal thoughts, it's, um, it's because I'm having an episode and I'm crying or, you know, I've come out of a relationship or I'm just, I'm I cannot regulate my emotions and I'm having a breakdown. And yeah. normally that's when I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't know what to do. I can't cope with this. But this, this day I thought, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not wanting to be here. Like I'm content with that. And it was a peaceful day. I was present. And I just, and I don't know, I just had enough. And I thought, I've really had enough. <laughs> I, I don't want to feel, you know. This way. I don't want to feel this way. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want have to have to have the really good bad days and the bad days. But then also, later that day I got home, completely different person. I really? Was like, I'm like, not loving life, but it was, I'm doing great. Look yeah. at me go. <laughs> I'm thinking, but well, this is all right. Like, I've got home, I've had a nice bath, and I'm really, you know, appreciative of my day. And it's, it's crazy. So it's like when you're having them thoughts, just, just, just take a minute. Yeah, yeah. Just take a minute. And I know it's easier said than done, but for people that are having those thoughts, you know, it's easier to say don't act on them. But just literally have a minute. Mm -hmm. Just take a minute because it will pass, like yeah. everything passes. Your good times pass, your bad times pass, everything passes. Literally have the minute because you will feel different. It's, it's taking that step back really, isn't yeah. it? And realizing, because you can so easily get caught up in your yeah. own thoughts and... And it's finding those coping techniques to get you, just, just get you to step back. And most of it is literally being present, meditating. Do you meditate? Yeah, I do. I'm not as often as I should. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I started yeah. listening to brown noise, and apparently that's good for not hurt. What what is that? Well, white noise obviously is good for babies, but apparently there's loads of colour noises. <laughs> colour noise, noises. Noise, <laughs> brown noise is actually meant to be good for calming your mind, and it's meant to be good for people with ADHD. Really? To just calm, lessen the thoughts, and just kind of have a new, you know, keep it neutral. So that's because I do find like throughout the day. I don't know what I, I don't know why it's just the makeup, but I, I I struggle to not have a thought in my head in the day. Yeah. It, yeah. it it takes a hell of a lot, like especially kind of the the general form of meditation where I literally just try and sit there in silence and yeah. not let anything pass through my head. It it probably is every like thirty seconds that then a thought comes in and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's I, done. I, <laughs> I quite, well, the thing is, I've kind of learnt with meditation that I originally thought it was more of you know getting rid of these thoughts everything just being you've, you've got nothing going on you're focusing on your breathing but actually it is about having them thoughts and, and it's about just, just feeling those thoughts and then letting them letting them pass mm. and then another thought comes and that's literally what it is and eventually you you then realize all these thoughts that you're having and i don't know what it is but i thought to start with this isn't working i can't sit still like a buddha and just expect to you know and over time although you feel it's not working you'll get moments in your day when you're not meditating and you'll think i'm having a thought 
Ah, and you so recognise that you're self-conscious. Yeah, of, that's what it. That's actually what it does. See. It doesn't empty your mind. It just makes you. It's kind of the opposite of anxiety, really, isn't it? Because the yeah. anxiety is your mind runs, and actually, it gets to the point now where my mind is running off on tangents, 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 yeah. and I, I, no control over it whatsoever. Yeah. No control. So actually, meditation in that sense yeah. is like the opposite. Whereas you know you're having that thought, yeah. you let it pass. Yeah, you, you sit and you think, I'm having a thought. You don't just think the thought. You, yeah, you, you, you're aware oh. of the thought. And, you, and then you, and then that's when you can let it go. It's so, there's so many deeper I levels know. to it, isn't there? And over time, you think, that thought can now go. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. And it's, it's crazy. And it's almost sickening that our bodies and minds go through this. I was saying to my sister the other day, isn't it mad how we feel anxiety that's a thing that we feel that horrible feeling which is just thought is a thing yeah. that actually exists but it but it comes out in physical behavioral yeah. ways yeah and the I butterflies just, in the stomach and I, and I, things and, like that and i sometimes think god why do you why did you make anxiety why does anxiety exist yeah. why is it a thing you know but why yeah. so yeah it is yeah uh, you could kind of rant on all day about it, to be honest, can't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. There's just so much to it. There's just so much to it. Um, so in terms of be, having BBD and understanding it, processing it, what have you found works specifically for you? So... <laughs> to be honest, um, can I chop don't and change. Think, I don't. Yeah, it, it really can, depending yeah. on the situation of the day. Um, I wouldn't say so much with BPD as such, like coping mechanisms. But being creative for me, mm-hmm. um, if I'm good at doing something, you know, that lifts my spirits. So yeah, being creative and reading is. Um, a massive thing for me that I like to do daily that I would say helps um, but also like even just getting enough sleep and eating well I've noticed that like if I'm not sleeping and I'm not really eating it can have a massive effect on what I'm triggered by and the way I think um, yeah I, I would say honestly as well affirmations is a big part of it um, and I try and do them each day. I have a jar. I have a jar at home that I made, and I put like little affirmations on and things that I love about myself on little bits of paper, and I roll them up. And then, and then each day I'll take like three or four out, and I'll read them. And I think, oh yeah, Aww. okay. And it's just a bit of you know, it just lifts me up. I wouldn't say I've actually found what helps me cope in a time of distress. Yeah, I haven't found that yet. Um, I just kind of do whatever at the time. It's yeah, it's not. It's yeah, the time yeah, especially the distress. If I was in a dark episode, I was I went to a suicide prevention event last week and yeah. the guy talking was um his name's Johnny Benjamin, so he's he's got a story. So the whole story was I think it was four or five years ago, he was about to jump off Waterloo Bridge yeah. um to take his own life and a guy had just come off a train and spoke to him and kind of talked him talked him off so he was there doing the talk and he was just like he was talking about the relapses and that kind of scared me because it's been a year almost since I've been out of hospital and I haven't 
I wouldn't say I've necessarily relapsed yeah. and gone through a period of proper darkness again. But it's always in the back of my mind, yeah. like, when is that going to happen? Yeah. Like, when... And you feel like you failed. You feel yeah. Like... But I think, I think it's, I mean, I, I actually haven't got to a place where I could relapse because I'm not actually at the other side yet as such. Um, I'm still, like... Still in the process of Yeah, healing. I'm still in that the muggy water of, you know, like, I couldn't actually relapse because I'm not actually in recovery. Mm. So, but I just feel, it, I feel like if I, if I was in that situation, I would try not to, like, beat myself up too much about it in the sense of if it's going to happen... I know I can get out of it, or if it's going to happen, you know, it passes. And not that you want to be back in that place, but it's it's something to not be scared of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th that's a massive thing, actually. I think that's probably what it is. I'm slightly scared of it happening, because yeah. I know, I can't, well, I can remember exactly what it feels like, but it's like, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want that again. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just hold it, just hold it, yeah. just leave it alone. Just but then, don't. you know, if you're doing the things that you should be doing, then it it's should like be easy. Yeah, I suppose do... beforehand I wasn't equipped with yeah. the mechanisms and, and, and management skills that yeah. I that I hope I am now. Yeah. Um, and actually, to be fair, by coping without having to be in that kind of episode and, yeah. and, and dark place, it should it should hopefully prevent it from happening yeah. in the first place. Yeah. There has to be a kind of big slip. I think a lot of it, a lot of that that kind of is triggers of past trauma. So the anniversary of when I attempted suicide, that definitely yeah. onsets quite a bit yeah. um, and is a difficult thing to kind of process. And because it's always in your it's, it's in your head. Like, I know I know the day, I know the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how do you. So I've booked a holiday with my friends yeah. at that, <laughs> at yeah. that time. You know what, then I've got... I know it sounds mad, but it's like it should be looked at as a celebration. Yeah. You know, you're that you're, is true. This, you know, it's, it's a celebration each year that you're. You know, not that there's any pressure that if one year you know you do you do slip, but it's how how far you've come from that point to mm -hmm. now. Instead of it being oh that's because you're not at that place anymore. So yeah, actually, yeah. you know, not to take away the light from or whatever no, you want to call it all, from that, but it's no. like it's, it's, a, it's a day. It. It's a day, and it's a it's a time in your life that was dark, but this year it isn't. You know, yeah. So yeah, 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 you're yeah. not you're not bringing back that. It's a nice way of looking everything. At it. Time just time's always moving. It's linear. So it's like it's you know it's a celebration from. Yeah, I I think that's what I've got to see it as now. Actually, that's flipped it on its head. To be honest, I was yeah. thinking like that's that that was it, and now it's actually I'm here. Yeah. I'm Instead of it. looking at it like you know the death of you know a loved one, and it's oh it it hits a bit you know each year it's like you're still here yeah, yeah 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 you're not you know i don't know maybe you're grieving well you're not grieving that time you know you know what i mean yeah it's i just... know what you mean i know what you mean it's just like the tough times to process and it's just yeah yeah how you can manage it it's all about management <laughs> oh, i can't you know um so i think we're almost almost time to finish yeah um i know you mentioned a couple earlier but if there is one particular mindful technique that you love that you think other people should try one particular one well <laughs> to be honest you might not look at it like that but i would say honestly reading it might not seem like it's mindful but for me i like to be productive if um that totally taken away the, the thing of being mindful but i 
sitting down and just reading takes away any thought that I have. I'm distracted, but in a in a healthy way. In a healthy way, yeah. And it's just peaceful. It's quiet. It's an escape, isn't it? Yeah, it's... and I, I'd, I'd honestly say reading. I love reading. Fiction, non-fiction, bit of both. Non self-help, always self-help. <laughs> it's always. <laughs> I don't really like um, fiction books. I'm very much like to learn things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The real world. I probably should start reading fiction actually, <laughs> just to but, yeah. get that creativity flowing. Yeah, I'd love to write a book. I'd love to do everything. I'm, I'm in the process of. Oh, I, am the, I am actually, yeah. Anyone well, with BPD just wants to do everything. Yeah, <laughs> it do, really is. We? We it do. really is. I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, 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 I could try that actually. Yeah, I'll probably that. And we are very creative people. Yeah, and, and one of um, a guy, Ollie, who's been on the episodes before, um, said like creativity is all about mental health. Yeah. It's about that release, finding what you enjoy doing, and get to that flow. Really, it's. It yeah. just instantly makes you feel yeah. better and it, it makes you feel like you're being productive. It makes yeah. you feel like that you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's a purpose. Yeah. I love making things. I'm very like, I like sewing, I like punch needle, I like embroidery, I like drawing, painting, I like anything that's art and I'm good at it. And I think when you're good at something and you also enjoy it, it's what perfect, more could you isn't want? it? Yeah, it's perfect. That's what passion is, really, yeah. isn't it? That's what passion is. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much, Catherine. Thank it was lovely you. to meet you. Thank lovely you. to meet you. I love being on here. <laughs> it's been absolutely it? fabulous having yeah, you on. Thank probably. you very much. Thank you. Um, and we'll see you all next time on Sully's Open Conversation. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>